Following is an arrival address given by His Holiness Jaya Patakaswami Maharaj on August 18, 1996 in Ipo, Malaysia. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Translation, word by word. Yukta, Yukta. one who is engaged in devotional service. Karma Falam, the results of all activities. Jatva, giving up. Santim, perfect peace. Apnoti, achieves. Nice begin, unflinching. Ayuktaha, one who is not in Krishna consciousness. Kama Karena for enjoying the result of work. In the result, Saktaha attached, becomes entangled. Translation by His Divine Grace, Shri A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Spoken by Bhagavan Sri Krishna. The steadily devoted soul attains unadulterated peace because he offers the results of all activities to me. Whereas a person who is not in the union 
in union with the divine who is greedy for the fruits of his labor becomes entangled. Report. The difference between a person in Krishna consciousness and a person in bodily consciousness is that the former is attached to Krishna. Whereas the latter is attached to the results of his activities. The person who is attached to Krishna and works for him only is certainly a liberated person and he has no anxiety over the results of his work. In the Bhagavatam, the cause of anxiety over the result of an activity is explained as being one's functioning in the conception of duality, that is, without knowledge of the Absolute Truth. Krishna is the Supreme Absolute Truth, the Personality of Godhead. In Krishna Consciousness, there is no duality. Being translated. All that exists is a product of Krishna's energy. This is 5.12. And Krishna is all good. Therefore, activities in Krishna consciousness are on the absolute plane. They are transcendental and have no material effect. One is therefore filled with peace in Krishna consciousness. But one who is entangled in profit calculation for sense gratification cannot have that peace. This is the secret of Krishna consciousness. Realization that there is no existence beside Krishna is the platform of peace and fearlessness. Thus ends Bhaktivedanta Swami translation and purport of chapter 5, verse 12. Bhagavad Gita as it is, Karma Yoga, action in Krishna consciousness. Vajavure mana srinanda nandana avaya charanara Oh my dear mind, please worship the lotus feet of Krishna, the son of Nanda Maharaj. Because by worshipping those lotus feet, one becomes fearless. To the Prabhupada, name is Avoyacharanaravinda Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. For short, we say A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. He became fearless by taking shelter at the lotus feet of Lord Sri Krishna. In this verse, it gives us two options. Two people. One is a steadily devoted soul, worshipping Lord Krishna, offering the results of all activities to Him. The other is a person who is not connected with Krishna consciousness, who is greedy for getting the fruits of the labor. That person 
wants to enjoy the fruits of the hard work, puts in his honest labor, wants to get his honest due. What happens? The second person becomes entangled because of the laws of karma, becomes entangled in material duality. And the first person, the devoted person, achieves unadulterated peace. Now, this is uh, what we are hearing from the Supreme Authority, Lord Sri Krishna. Krishna has no reason not to tell everybody what happened. It's not that Krishna needs us to worship him. He already has everything. But from a very objective viewpoint, he is telling what is the result. The very nature of the material world is such that everything we do in the material world is creating a, a, a reaction, a karma. And that karma is tying us up. Even though we are trying to be happy in the material world, we become more and more entangled in the complexities of the material life. And therefore, in spite of all good efforts, even if we get the fruit that we were hankering for, still we are in our fear and lamentation. Now in the modern uh, democracy, we can see Especially like in India recently there was elections, so there was a change of government. And the government that had been in power for many, many years now is not in power anymore, in the center. And immediately the prime minister who was uh, given so much uh, respect now is uh, under the legal case and has to go to court. So, if this is the most powerful people in a particular country, they are going, you can see overnight, one minute they are in the VIP lounge, next minute they are in the docket. So what is the hope for anybody else in Kali Yuga? That's why in this world, and especially Kali Yuga, but this is even spoken in Dwarpa Yuga, but in Kali Yuga things change so quickly. The karmic reactions change so quickly that uh, it uh, really uh, makes uh, one's head spin. Someone, everything can be go perfectly well, and all of a sudden things are in a topsy-turvy and difficulty. Or someone may be in great difficulty, in the midst of that, they're feeling all right. Recently, one scientist uh, did a study. It's sometimes interesting to see what the scientists study. This scientist did a study, who is happy in this material world? Of course, he only studied one kind of person. He studied the person who is greedy for the fruits of his labor. Because he had no idea that another kind of person exists. The first kind who is working with unadulterated devotion to Krishna is very, very rare. He didn't encounter in his uh, experiment. He only encountered the second kind. He assumes, this is the defect with science. He assumes everybody is like that. If you say that in science that 
there are only white swans because every swan you see is white. That's science. You may see 10,000, 10 million swans and you say they're all white. But in Australia, there's a particular lake where there is a black swan. And once the scientists saw the black swan, then the previous theory that swans are all white was immediately thrown out. Now they know swans are white and some are also black. So, but this scientist, of course, this taking, he was, uh, in his research, he, he saw all kinds of uh, people of the second category, rich people, poor people. He saw people in the hospital, people in the vacation. So then he did a study. Who is happy? Interesting study. And he found that when a person is working and they're going on vacation, when they're on vacation, some of them feel happy for a while. Once they come back from vacation, so about if the vacation was two weeks, after about two weeks, they're back to wherever they were before. The same thing again. If they're a bitter person, they remain bitter. If they're a pleasant-natured person, well, they keep pleasant-natured. More or less, anything temporarily can make a little blurb, but after that, people stay like they were. No big change. Even if found a person who had, was in the hospital with so many uh, suffering, still, sometimes that person was saying, oh yes, today I'm feeling very good. Little things may make the person feel happy in the midst of so much suffering. So he came to this uh, understanding that happiness is a very relative thing. When a person feels happy, that there's always ups and downs. But then he finally, the, the final tally, who is happy, and he came to the conclusion, nobody is happy. As a standard, everybody is suffering, and nobody is happy. But temporarily they may be happy for a while, but after that, again, they say, no, I'm not happy, I want this, I want this. Very few, just across the board, became overwhelming uh, result, nobody's happy. No happy, so we should, so his conclusion, we should just accept that this world is a place of suffering, and if we get any happiness, we're very lucky, and uh, just go on because the normal uh, situation is just suffering. Now, it's interesting, the scientist came to this conclusion, but Krishna, he also already told us this. He said, Dukalaya Asasvatam. This material world is a place of suffering. It's temporary. Even though you're suffering, also the suffering is temporary. After some time, the suffering will be replaced by a little happiness. But overall, the situation is Dukalaya place of suffering. But even in the happiness, again, it won't last, there'll be also suffering. And even in the, uh, we also did study, people won the lottery ticket. A lot of people have been studying people that win lottery tickets. And they find that uh, some of them are less happy after winning than before. <laughs> some of their marriages broke up. The husband and wife, they fought so much what to, how to spend the money that they divorced. <laughs> they couldn't agree. One wanted to spend on uh, a home in uh, this place, no, the other wants a home in that place, or one wants an expensive car, one wants this car, like that, whatever. They're fighting and they cannot resolve. So this material world, because of greed, 
because of attachment, we create a situation which is intolerable, filled with anxiety, filled with lack of with, uh, disturbances, suffering. And the illusion is that today in the world, everyone is telling, every, all the, especially in the developing nations, all the rich countries are already still suffering in spite of having more money. But they're telling all the poor countries that when you get rich, then you see this is the real success. You just wait till 2020, <laughs> or you wait till this year, everyone will become rich and then everyone will be happy and there will be no more problems, right? But even in the rich countries, there's so many problems, so-called rich countries. You don't find it. You did the study in the rich countries, so people aren't happy. The real secret to happiness is given here in, this, in the Bhagavad Gita, fifth chapter, that is serving the Lord with fixed devotion. That is the way to achieve unadulterated peace. Sure, from, we may have peace, but we don't call it unadulterated peace. Sometimes, before a storm, there's a little bit of peace, right? Just like someone may have today, very peaceful day, no problem, like, then a phone call comes, Ah, no, uncle, uncle, go pow, no, how did that happen? Right? So, there's not unadulterated peace. Unadulterated peace comes from offering all our results to Krishna. Now this fifth chapter of Bhagavad Gita is a great it's not a very long chapter, it's quite a short chapter compared to some of the other chapters. Let's see how many verses. Not very many verses. Only here for me, a 29 verses. You could easily memorize all the 29, isn't it? Right, students here. But every one of these chapters of Bhagavad Gita has got so much. It describes about the glories or Mahatmya of the fifth chapter of Bhagavad Gita. That there was a Brahmana, person born in a Brahmana family. He was, however, not a good Brahmana. He was rather interested in music. And he became a national musician. He became, in fact, recognized by the ruler. He could play at all national functions right in the king's court. When he was playing the music, he would also charm the ladies as musicians are either doing today, I think. Some ladies, anyway, at all. But there are some ladies who go after musicians. In any case, this uh, musician, he was, he was, a, he became a uh, Kind of a devotee, and he would he would uh, go with uh, many ladies, and uh, he would uh, cheat on his wife. And his wife became very angry with him. So then she thought that uh, since he's doing, I can also do, and she was uh, cheating on him also. And then he became very angry with her and told her that he cannot leave the house. And she said, "This man is uh, rascal number one, and this and that." And so in the street. She chopped off his head and chopped his uh, body and threw it in a well somewhere and uh, 
she lamented and everything, what might happen, my husband didn't come back, and they never caught her. They didn't know how he died. Okay. So as soon as he died, he was taken off by the Yamadutas to Yamalok, and there uh, Yamaraj had, uh, was waiting for him, and had a special uh, program for his rehabilitation. When he was burned and turned, <laughs> all of the sins he had done in the bad karma. Meanwhile, his uh, widow, she got afflicted by various kinds of diseases, and she died in excruciating pain from pile, according to the Shastra. It's very rare. I mean, you don't hear about many people dying from pile. So anyway, she was also great god to Yamalok and she was also uh, greeted by uh, Yamadutas and given another uh, special program for her sins. She was also roasted and toasted. After having a lot of toasted uh, times burning, of course it's no laughing matter, they were suffering like anything. This is possible because the subtle body is taken and they torture the subtle body. Subtle body can suffer the pain, but it doesn't get destroyed. It's like, uh, at least this body, if you torture it enough, it dies. But the subtle body doesn't die. It falls on something. And I'm sure we've experienced it many times, and we'd like to forget it, and we've fortunately forgotten about it. But anyway, after going through that hill, then he was allowed to take birth again, in a vulture body. And she was just, apparently that was what the kind of desires he had. He had no interest in spiritual. He went from human being to hell then to vulture. There's a very big fall down. And his wife, she became a very beautiful spirit. So both of them had become birds. There was the level of desire they had. Everyone gets the body according to their desire. If we have a human body, it means we desire at least a little bit to want to be spiritually awakened. Human birth is a chance to go back to Krishna. But if we don't awaken our Krishna consciousness, and we just do greedy, be karmic, bad karmic things, then we can again go back down to the animal kingdom after being roasted and toasted for it. There's 29 hells mentioned in the uh, fifth canto Bhagavatam. If you ever want to see what kind of vacation program they have, you want to be certain missions. We don't normally talk about these things. We talk about because Krishna Khan is so positive. It's just such a transcendental journey that people don't, our devotees even, especially devotees, this is, this is our life. This is what Krishna came here and spoke only this one book, 700 verses. We don't have time to read. When I hear the glories of Bhagavad Gita and I hear how many grandparents in India were all reading Bhagavad Gita, I think they have got good destinations. But today, the grandchildren, do they read Bhagavad Gita? I met some Indian students a few years ago. And they were proud because they memorized the two slokas in the Bhagavad Gita. Jida, Jida, Hi, Dharma, Sya. There's two slokas in it. But uh, nowadays, that's also 
Even those two, they don't know. <laughs> It was uh, ten years ago. No, some have never touched Bhagavad Gita. They only heard about it. <laughs> so we want to. We have now Bhagavad Gita in Tamil. We have it in Malay, and uh, we have it in Chinese also, and we have it in English, and another seventy-five, eighty, uh, hundred uh, languages in the world. So here in Malaysia, everybody can read Bhagavad Gita that knows how to read either in Malay or Chinese or in Tamil or English. And if you don't know how to read, ask your son or daughter who went to school to read it to you. And that way they'll get some benefit also. Or somehow or another we should uh, spend a little time. This is like bathing in the Ganges. Ganges is coming from the lotus feet of the Lord and the Bhagavad Gita is coming from his lotus mouth. But it's all transcendental effect on us. Everything is Krishna's energy, Krishna's good. If we use the energy for Krishna, we don't get entangled. Except for the devotee, the whole world is sukhaloya. It's just completely happiness. Everything is an opportunity to serve Krishna. Even in our misfortune, like right now we got the message, you know, it's probably some of you seen in the paper, that in that Rosni, of the Chechen Republic, of the of the Russia, there's a war going on. Many people were killed, but the devotees are famous there. They are considered the most uh, well, the, the most generous of all the people. They are going and distributing food to all the suffering people over there in a food for life program. Old people, nobody who's in a war, who feels feeds old people. Who feeds the, the sick people? Hare Krishnas are there distributing prasadam. They're famous there. I was just in South Africa, when in uh, Soweto, in a very big uh, black African township, and near Durban also, where the uh, Africans are staying. The Red Cross had the fancy uh, jeep robbed and taken away. Spiraled them in one week. But Hare Krishna truck is going inside by mercy of Krishna and they don't do any harm. Rather all the people come up and they just start chanting Hare Krishna and taking the prasadam they like so much. One Indian gentleman had a Hare Krishna life member, had a sticker in the back of the car. He drove somehow in that area and the people thought that he was coming with the free food. The Africans were running after his car, chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. He got frightened, he thought they were going to rob me. And then when the car finally stopped, they were all chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. And he said, just stop coming. So Hare Krishna, even in misfortune, what do we say? We're going to serve people. Not that we want misfortune, but everyone be happy. But if people are suffering, we'll be there to distribute prasadam. We'll be there to give them the message of peace, to give them the message of Krishna. So the devotees, they're not happy that Purakukkuduki, they're sad to see others' sadness. That's their only sadness, that others are suffering. But for them, everything is an opportunity to serve Krishna. So that should be our attitude. Whatever happens in this life, Jivone, Morane, Vipode, Sampode, Arpilo, Tuapode, Mandaki, Shor, whether there's happiness and distress, whether there's life or whether there's death. 
We want to simply serve Krishna always. So you have the choice. You can be greedy for the fruits of your labor and be entangled, or you can engage and offer the results of your activities to Krishna and devotion. So who wants to be entangled in the material world by running after temporary material results? Raise your hand. Who wants to achieve unadulterated peace and transcendental happiness by offering their service to Krishna and devotion? Arivo! 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 Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. Peace be with you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna. Hare Hare. Hare Ram. Hare Ram. Ram Ram. Hare Hare.